This podcast is going to be a angry podcast because we're talking about the Redskins. And honestly, there's nothing positive to say about the Redskins these days. Uh, we're all broken. Talking about the team. Everyone's injured. So much so that we don't even know who to put on the injury list and who to activate and what broken person to to let play on Sunday. So FP, before we get into the Redskins, I just have a question. Is Where it about been, soccer? Is Where it about you been? Soccer? Where you been? You haven't been on on the podcast in like weeks. I mean, I I know like the the Redskins losses get to you, but really, where you been? What's going uh, on in life? The Caps haven't done anything, so there's nothing for me to talk about there. The Wizards constantly lose twenty point games, so I'm gonna let you two take care of that one. Baseball is horrible, although I'm glad Houston won. They deserve a World Series after the the year that they had. So uh, that's not yeah. the answer I'm looking for, FP. Your Tinder dates, where have they been? <laughs> Tinder dates. I mean, that you, you answer the question. Away. Yeah, we're yeah, not here not to talk about sports, Rick. We want to hear about Tinder dates. Uh, I don't think we want the little E on the don't, iTunes. Rating. Don't take this the wrong way, but you're kind of our version of AWOD. Kind of. Just saying. <laughs> but not like, but in like a more lovable human way. Kind Can we of. say in a, in a more successful way? I, I don't Definitely, think AWOD is yes, successful. Sure, in a more successful way. But. If we need to get some help in here to uh, increase the uh, the right swiping, uh, just let me know. I mean, I, I'm sure I can find somebody to come in here and do some uh, profile tweaking. Um, but I, I'll tell you, you touched on the World Series. Tinder, We're not baseball guys. We're not baseball guys. Steve is the baseball guy, and he's still no, got his care. head buried in the sand. But that was a really fun series. We don't. I don't care about sports. FP, what were you for Halloween? <laughs> I was Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Paul Joe, Bunyan. what were you for Halloween? Wait, Paul Bunyan, was that the big uh, lesbian lumberjack? I don't know if he was a lesbian. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I was a sensible all adult, I had to do, Rick. All, all I had to do was put on a flannel, some Tims, and carry a plastic axe. So I was good. <laughs> I mean, Joe? No, I was an adult. What were, you were an adult. Did you have any trick-or-treaters coming by? Yeah, we had a lot, actually. And my wife insists on giving out the, uh, the Big the Daddy candy? Uh, candy bars, which drives me nice. crazy. Why? Uh, this, I don't know, man. It's wait the word because you can't spread. eat those without feeling guilty. Word's <laughs> gonna spread. You're gonna have thousands of kids next year. M- maybe, maybe, and my wife would be glad to pass out thousands of the king size uh, candy bars. But uh, I, I'm so surprised that you had a lot of kids. I, I I'm in a neighborhood that has tons of kids. We barely had anyone come by. And then on top of that, the people that did come by, I came and I saw a couple people coming in a car. Like they literally. The parent was driving the house to house in a car. Well, let's and be fair. It was my cold. I'm sure you have. It was pretty cold. No, yeah, it plus, was beautiful. Plus, the world is scary. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> am I so? I'm. Am I the only one in the crew? I'm sure. I don't know if Steve handed out candy. I don't know if kids are allowed to walk around his neighborhood. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> am I the only one that turned off the lights and hid in the basement? Yes, I, I, I do so. not want trick or treaters. I hate them. I have the dog. It's not worth it for me. Single LP used to do that. Married LP can't do that <laughs> anymore. I, I had to 
can we can we talk can we talk about i know listen i know we're down on the redskins and i i know none of us think that they're going to go into seattle and win but can we talk about them just a little bit all right let's go let's get into it i'm i'm ready to destroy i'm actually in the mood did you see rip them apart did you see that they traded for a real receiver they traded for josh gordon and ty hilton did you see that late breaking news we attempted to no no there wasn't even (laughs) joe's just being an idiot (laughs) the redskins don't do anything they don't trade for anybody (laughs) <laughs> like that's not a Redskins move. I've been I said this beating the Josh cheek, Gordon drum, and Dan no one's Snyder listening. Dan Snyder running the team, we would have signed everybody. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, look, I, I mean, can it be worse? Can we have worse receivers? I'm, I'm like the latest uh, news now is that Ryan Grant is going to get more run at receiver because he no quote unquote knows the playbook. That is so frustrating. That is so <laughs> frustrating. Uh, uh, you know, so, Ryan Grant, king of the uh, it's second and ten. I'm going to run a nine-yard route and turn around and get stopped. Listen, right there. Well, it it again, it's the injuries. But aside from the injuries, right? So Crowder came up last week. He did just enough for me not to hate him against the Cowboys in the middle of a monsoon. But injured. then, yeah, he got injured. So then, what was your immediate response from the team? Is you have. Terrell Pryor, and it hurts me that Joe was right about him for forever ago. <laughs> Terrell Pryor, again, with another statement saying, now my all of a sudden bruised foot is healed, so so I'm ready to go out and catch. It, it, I, I can't. I can't. It's over. Ah. It, it, this experiment is over, correct? Yes. He, he needs to go. I'm okay with giving Doxon more opportunity. Um, oh, you have to. You, you have to know what this kid can do. Right, you have to wheel I, him I out there. I would rather, I'd rather throw to Doxon and be disappointed than throw to Ryan Grant and realize that he was two yards short of a first down every single time. Look, I I get all that, but the TP thing isn't an experiment. It's a one year deal. Like he's not coming back. Like even if he was amazing, he's probably not coming back no matter what. Well, if no, you did, look, if you didn't pay Pierre and and Deshaun a year ago, why would you then expect them to say, okay, we're going to pay TP? And even if he was great, but it's not an experiment. I want to see TP run straight, fly every time. Like I don't like if that's if that's the, the only thing that the guy is good at. Let him do that. I don't want to see, you know, all this ticky tack stuff with him. Like find out what he's good at and just hammer that. Like get the most, squeeze the most juice out of him and and let it be. Like we don't but need to give him 15 targets a game. If he can get one not, hail mary a game, let him do it. The problem is he just can't catch. I don't understand what you what you act like. Just going to him more resolves the issue. He can't no, do no, anything. No, I didn't say go to him more. I said r- let him run the plays that he ran last year in Cleveland. Just like, stretch. Just RG3 run down. Well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In that Cleveland, solve, hold on. They threw. The so you're both kind of saying the same thing here, right? Like throw at him more. Yes, he caught. No, I'm not saying throw at him more. Well, but in Cleveland, he got targeted all the time because he was the only option. So. Right. He's LP not the, saying he had simple targets all the time, though. That's yeah, it was. Said. I mean, if you remember, the, uh, I think it was week two or three when when the the uh, the Browns came into DC last season, you know, and he lined up against Norman. He he actually played okay, but it was four yard outs, five yard outs, slants. It wasn't like anything super creative, but he got targeted a lot in this offense where he's only getting five or six looks a game tops. I mean, not even he's playing nine. He played nineteen snaps last week. Nineteen yeah, total 18, snaps. With, so. With, how many how many targets did he have in those nineteen snaps? Let's say eleven. He probably had ten drops. Yeah, but okay. So you also got to give it to Gruden for at least you know admitting his failures and not keeping him on the field for fifty plays. Like that would have been a typical yeah, like Shanahan move. Like I'm going right. to force it down his throat. 
You're right. Gruden Gruden actually I'll tip my cap to him and the guy has gotten he's he's creative on offense. I mean, he this this offense still moves the ball pretty consistently without you know, I don't want to hear about the weapons, the weapons, the weapons. There's no weapons here. Vernon Davis as as covered on this podcast is incapable of running straight, right? He's got horse vision so, and he's going to go so side to side and try to just But he's our best receiver right now. He, by a mile. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's not even close. Not even Jordan close. Reed, I think, is is he out? Is he officially out? On I uh, want him out. I want Jordan Reed off this team. I'm sick of Jordan Reed. I never want to see him in the Redskins uniform wait, 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 ever what do you again. Mean off this team. What? I want Jordan um, Reed yeah, off yeah, this team. You're wasting oh a roster spot. F- You're I like. Injured. I like this you version can't of FP. Block. You wow. are doing nothing. Wow. LP, come on. You are too much of a homer. No, yes, how, Jordan Reed, how can you flip on Jordan Reed? How Jordan can you Reed so is an bad. amazing, he's an amazing talent. He was an amazing talent, and then his brain went kaputz. He's gone, he can't play, he can't block, he can't run, he's worthless. He's wasting a roster spot. Uh, you, you just paid him a lot of money, and to I don't cut your loss. That's the beauty of the NFL, you just I say goodbye. Stupid, stupid idea yeah what is he doing there's a team there's a team down in new orleans that would trade for him that would have traded for him in a heartbeat because they're a tight end away from being like a legit contender uh you know cody fleener is they're still not getting a tight end they're just gonna get in in, well whatever Uh, listen well uh, nobody can see this because this is not a video this is a just an audio (laughs) podcast but i'm smiling ear to ear because i'm all i've been off the jordan reed thing for a long time you know his next hit is his last hit, and it's he, he just can't stay healthy. I mean, it's it's I'll give him credit for going out there and doing what he can, but they I'd rather than just shut him down. Let's see what Jeremy Sprinkle can do. Bring that guy is huge. You know, even if he can't it's, if he can't run and catch, maybe he can block. I don't think he can catch at all. It's it's to the point where Jordan Reed is the polar opposite of Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is literally just a giant two hundred and thirty pound sack of muscle that doesn't get hurt right he's aged but that dude is just a freak and then jordan reed is soft he at you look at him and he falls i'm sorry he's i'm over him i'm over him he's gotta go he's doing nothing for me right now he's gotta uh, go. i'm pretty sure jordan reed if i'm if i'm not mistaken single-handedly allowed you to win fantasy football two weeks ago against me listen <laughs> let's let's say jordan reed were healthy let's say jordan reed were healthy and he was going to play on sunday how long until you think that Seattle defense crushes him and he's gone and all of a sudden we're a man down that we weren't prepared for? I would give you maybe halfway through the first. No. Don't, well, if look, it happens, they're, they're it happens. Playing, like, why, why are we They're going to be playing so without Earl Thomas. I mean, they're, they're not going to be – they're, they're not Everybody as dominant the, as they were before. They're not as dominant, but that defense, defense got still, torched last week, by the way. That defense torched still hits – By Deshaun Watson. Torched. Well, don't act like Deshaun Watson's not the future of, yeah, this, of this league. Deshaun Watson. Look, man, Houston for a town that got wrecked by a hurricane, they're they're looking pretty good right now on all fronts, on all uh-huh. sports fronts. The I mean, the Rockets. James Harden's still one of the best players in the league. Um, obviously, the Astros just brought home a World Series, and Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, it, it really makes you question what what an NFL head coach is thinking when Tom Savage is the answer to start the season. That there's there's a game in there that they probably lost simply because it wasn't Deshaun, but they look good, and that team, you know, I know this isn't like a Texans podcast, but Will Fuller, that dude is the he's the next Chris Carter or the he is Chris Carter. All he does is catch he touchdowns. Saved, he saved LP's he's a beast. Uh, he's a beast. What an absolute stud that guy is. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
Yeah, but, I mean, but and the, and the they. Point is, yeah. Back to Jordan Reed. Like, let's take the bubble wrap off him. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I don't care. Like, <laughs> what bubble wrap has ever been on him? You're telling. You're telling. He's the rest made of out of bubble wrap. The that's, of the year. that's bubble wrap. The problem is he's made out of bubble wrap. That's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> he okay, can't do anything. If he gets injured, he gets injured. But I just want to see him on the field. I don't care. Like, like it's almost like the RG three argument. Like, we always were waiting for him to get healthy and become 2012 again, and it just never happened. And and. Like I, I'm done. I don't want. I don't want that in any player. You sound like you're one more disappointment away from being where I am with Jordan Reed. Anyways, let's move on because we have Seattle, and they made a big move, and they brought in a left tackle, and now they have apparently an offensive line that doesn't suck anymore. Yet they're still one of the crappier rushing teams, right? Well, Eddie, who do Eddie, they have running Eddie, the? Who do they have running the rock? They haven't had anybody for two years. They they just said on Wednesday that uh, Lacey's going to be their RB one, and they're going to stick with him. And there's no more running back by committee. Well, well to be I'm fair, sure. Chris Carson started this season, and he he looked he looked legit. Uh, he did look legit. before his knee exploded. So uh, you know they they obviously don't have him now, but him and him and Dalvin Cook in, in Minnesota they both looked real good. Uh, you know for rookies, um, you know so they had somebody. But frankly, like it if there was really a, matter. It doesn't matter, right? Cause Russell because Russell Wilson is any- so special. He, I, I, listen, I, I tried not to get on the Russell Wilson bandwagon. I really try not to give that guy like too much praise. But w- every time I watch him, I'm just blown away. He, he doesn't. No, no, it, he's it doesn't so good. matter. It's not about Russell Wilson. It's not about the Seahawks. They can put anybody back there. It's about our <laughs> team and how injured we are. I mean, Russell there's, Wilson there's- had 452 yards and four touchdowns against the Texans. What do you mean it's not about Russell Wilson? No, I, you can put me back there for the Seattle Seahawks, and I can run through the Redskins defense right now. There's absolutely nobody on this league. Like, Ionitis is out. We Johnson don't, we don't out. have a bad defense. We're injured, FP. Like, even with the injuries, you're not that bad. I don't know, man. I, I, I just. D- wait, wait. Were you talking specifically? For. Just defensively is what you're talking about now? Everything. Defensively. Everything. Specifically defensively, we are not a horrible team. And even going back to the Cowboys game, the defense did what they had to do. They helped them to field goals, whatever. The defense did not let you down against the Cowboys. Going to the Eagles game, the defense did not let you down. DJ Swearinger let you down because all touchdowns came against him. Yeah. I I, I guess that, but it's a whole unit, right? When Jonathan Allen went down, this defense went to crap. When Matt Ioannidis went down last week, this defense went to crap. It's it's a whole unit, right? It it's not it's not you can't blame one one position, right? Swearinger messed up, you know, big time and or, or whatever in the Philly game, but it doesn't matter. Like the offensive line, the defensive line didn't do their job, the linebackers didn't do their job, the cornerbacks didn't do do their job. Quentin Dunbar like looked like trash last week. It's, you know it's who the, the whole. you know who the answer is, and you guys gave me crap for it. G Hall. D'Angelo no. Hall. <laughs> He's you know who's gonna be starting this week? Possibly D Hall. <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, hey, he's active, so that's a start. I yeah. mean, to be honest, it, it, like I'm like what my point is that I think the Redskins' injuries are too much, too much to overcome. Like they couldn't even beat a college team this week. No, see, so, see, now, now we're just back into the ridiculous. No, that's a stupid yeah, hot that, take. That's that's no, crazy. they can't, they um, wouldn't lose to a college team. They're still professionals, but like if the the offensive line is a disaster, okay. The running game is a disaster. The wide receivers are a disaster. How this team moves the ball on offense, 
Like it's literally a magic trick because there's no explanation to how they could gain any so yards on offense. But they the still offensive do. line. Everyone's talking about offensive line is struggling. Run game can't do anything. Run game did nothing. Steve was saying this. Run game did nothing when the offensive line was healthy. And Kirk Kirk didn't get pressure. The the difference is you need to separate the run game from the pass protection. When the offensive true, line, the but okay. What you ran against the Rams and the Raiders for a quarter. That was it. And you ran pretty well in the first Philly game. They no, you okay did. against Oakland too. Yeah, for the first quarter, and then Fat Rob went out. And then, and, wait, no, I'm, I'm mixing that up with Kansas City. Doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not, it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good. So, but you have to right, separate but, but hold on. the but, running but, attack look at and the Seattle, pass protection. But look at Seattle for a second, right? Because Seattle had not, 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 um, they're not comparable offensive line woes, but they had issues on the offensive line. They've had right. issues at running back. They they really don't have a very good receiving core either. It's been consistent, right? They basically have like three or four uh, uh, receivers that just know the system very 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 well. And Pete Carroll doesn't. It's not a super complicated system. So, you know, Baldwin is not a, a stud by any measure. Um, Are I mean, you in fantasy, a similarity in, between the two teams. Right I'm now? just saying. I'm just saying. Like you look at these two teams, the quarterback play is is well above average. The running yes. back play is well below average. The offensive right. line play. For Seattle is better, um, you know. It, it, you just look at them, and the receiver, the receiver play, both are again below average. Baldwin is just way better than anyone we have, but he's really not that special on on a uh, you know across the league. Right. The defense, they kind of these. Te- all I'm saying is that these teams kind of mirror each other, but Seattle just seems to do everything, just like. You know the the four or five points that we're consistently losing by, they're consistently winning by. Like and the Delta isn't Russell huge, Wilson, right? That's a Russell Wilson difference. Well, with his legs, maybe because that that's the one thing he does that 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 Cousins doesn't do, right? He Cousins is going to scramble it's, it's as a last resort. It's not even that, right? Like if you watch Russell Wilson, he'll take risky shots downfield to questionable receivers with no O-line to protect him. But because he's mobile, he buys himself time to take that long shot. He The, the risk factor is, what, is what's giving them the, the, what is it, 5-2 record. It's because he has that mobility and that the, the balls to throw downfield. That's why he has it. Kirk Cousins, timing machine, and can only function when the run game is good so that he can operate out of bootleg – None of that is working right now. The receivers don't have the timing down. They can't catch. He can't go out into a bootleg because we quickly abandon the run. And defenses don't respect anything except the checkdown game that they know Kirk is going to re- revert back to. That's why we're we're struggling, and that's why all of a sudden you realize we can't score in second halves. It's very simple. It's because, yeah. and I don't want to knock Kirk. Like I don't want to give. I don't want us to sound like I'm I'm against Kirk because he is performing magic tricks out there and somehow having a, a highly productive season for a quarterback. Although I'm, I'm mad at him because he still does what Kirk does and throws the picks and costs you the games and, and kind of chokes when it's, when it's his time to take over the, the game. But the, I, it's the whole, the whole situation. It, it's clear to see why a Russell Wilson or a, a, a brain like a Tom Brady or a Deshaun Watson right now, they're the future, right? Deshaun and Russell Wilson, because they add when when the team's taken away from you. When when the team is broken, they can still take over a game. We can't do that. Well, 
You know, I, I don't, don't know. I, I disagree I, with you guys. Well, I, when, I, I don't. You, when your team is broken, Kirk can't take over for you. He can't do it. That's when you need to win. Well, what, are you, what are you asking him to do? Every time I talk you... FP, I hear you complaining about Gruden. I hear you complaining about Cousins. I, 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 don't, just, I don't agree with you on many things. Aaron Rodgers against the Cowboys. Rest, rest in peace, Aaron Rodgers. But when they were playing and they had to do the drive, did the, did, did the Packers beat the Cowboys? No, Aaron Rodgers beat the Cowboys on that last drive. Kirk Cousins is not capable of doing that. Not right now. He can't do it. But what are you asking him do to do? They needed to go 75 yards to tie the game on Sunday against the Cowboys. And right. the, the three plays we ran were check down, screen, and then out of bounds or whatever it was. Or no, then the, pick. The three, pick. Plays you, the three plays you ran was throw a pick. Thank God he didn't catch the pick. Another check down. And then, okay, he actually caught the pick. <laughs> That's what happened with Kirk. I mean, I don't know. And it happens every time. When there's a yeah. two-minute drive, how many times have we had the ball, two, a minute left, drive the field, score, you win? It happened with the Eagles, right? It happened with the Chiefs. It happened against the Cowboys. Yeah, but FP, it's what all, you're not, what so, you're not seeing is how many times did we get that like last year and the, the years before? It's not Kirk. It's the receivers. I mean, We didn't like, get it last year. He did against the Cowboys last year. He did it against the Giants last year, which is why we didn't the Lions him. last year. He, yeah. What's the question? There's nobody for him to throw to. These guys are running the wrong route. They're dropping open balls. They're running the wrong routes. They're completely clueless. No. How are you going to pass for 300 whatever yards a game, but when it's the last drive of the game, your pick comes? Because you have 0.02 seconds to throw the ball. That pick really wasn't on. Four of your five starters are off. But you have to look at the the sample size. There's like seven games that are proving what i'm saying to be accurate which is the last final all right drive all right all right, all right. so you jokes. okay I, i'm you guys just you guys can take this offline and and i don't know i don't know where where you go from here you guys are split he still loves rg3 that's the problem oh see I, I agree with you on that i mean he's he's got a thing for i know but i hate rg3 can we can we talk about our defense defense. can we talk about uh, can we talk about the skins defense for just a second uh, are they are capable of Stopping, not slowing down, but completely stopping Seattle. Eddie Lacy doesn't scare anybody. Am I correct? Nope. Okay, so with a with Norman back, Baldwin really shouldn't super scare anybody. Correct. Right. So Baldwin's not wh- who's Nobody gonna the where are the big plays gonna come from? Russell Wilson's legs. The guy's just killed us every time he's on the field. He's too mobile. I I just don't see how we're gonna contain him. Um, I, I don't think this is a good matchup for the Redskins, but you know maybe we'll, we'll we'll see on Sunday. Maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised, but I just think that he's too mobile for us. Well, we we've struggled yeah. against the mobile quarterback. I mean that that's there's no surprise there. But I mean Russell Wilson is just he's on a different level. As much as I tried to dislike this guy, he's he's just something else, man. And and um, he he's hard to not cheer for. Well, boys, let's leave that right there. On the other side of the break, we'll have Sam joining us from uh, Seahawks Fan Table. Talk a little bit more about this team that we're going up against on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we'll see if we can get under his skin a little bit. We'll be right back after a quick break. Can't hold 
Welcome back in to DTC Sam from Seattle. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Gentlemen, thank you very much for the invite. Really looking forward to talking about this game. All right, guys, I want to take the first question. Do you realize that the Skins fans, Skins Nation, Redskins Nation, despises the Seahawks more than any other team um, outside of our division? That, that makes sense to me as a Seahawks fan because we have a really weird history with this Washington team for a couple of reasons. One is because we are from Seattle, Washington, and there are a lot of people that don't know that there's Washington, D.C. and Washington State. <laughs> so it, I, That I know, does not surprise that me That can't be all. real. <laughs> no, no, for, for real. So I, I was on the East Coast. I was working in New York for a summer. And this guy said, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Washington, not knowing that, you know, everyone thinks of D.C. when you say Washington. So I said, oh, you're not that far. It's like, no, I'm from the other side of the state, man, a country. I'm all the way <laughs> on the Pacific. So that's something that you definitely learn growing up. But when you involve the, the sports aspect of it, it, it's definitely even more confusing, especially for, you know, like new fans who aren't really sure. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I wasn't a big football fan yet. But like, you know, hey, Washington's in the Super Bowl. Well, I live in Washington State, so I'm rooting for this team. So I remember, you know, the early, early, those late 80s Super Bowls, you know, that was the team to root for. Now, when you actually take it to the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks have a, a pretty interesting history with the Washington team because of the playoffs. Seattle had one of the longest playoff droughts of winning a football game, which I think is currently owned by the Lions. But the first team that they actually beat in the playoffs was in 2005 against the Washington Redskins. So there's a lot of longtime Seahawks fans that are very familiar with this team. That doesn't yeah. surprise me because almost every bad record that a team has, it usually gets broken against our team. So <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. It also doesn't surprise me that people, when you say uh, Washington, people think Washington, D.C. because we do believe we are the center of the universe here in Washington, D.C. Well, it's the capital of the free world, guys. The way your city's built. It's the capital of the world. I mean, that that's what it amounts to. But let's talk about this game. Um, this is probably not going to go well for the Redskins. Uh, the, the Seahawks upgraded at, uh, at left tackle this week. Um, shockingly, actually. I, I don't know what happened in the NFL, but all of a sudden everybody's trading everybody. It just, I don't know. Um, but the Seahawks got better. They still, don't, they still can't run the ball, though. Um, although I think Lacey's going to get the majority of the touches. Sam, can you confirm that? Because that, that seems yeah, to be what we're so, reading. So Pete Carroll has stated in his press conference today that he has admitted that they have not really given the running backs a chance to really get a rhythm. A lot of teams talk about, you know, running backs get rhythm, they get into play, and then third, fourth quarter, that's when they really beat you down, especially with the guy of Eddie Lacey's size. Pete Carroll has said that the bulk of the carries are going to go to Eddie Lacey. I'm a little hesitant to to say that's definitely going to happen because without knowing what's going to happen in this game, usually you're not pounding the rock in the fourth quarter unless you've got a good lead or you're trying to kill some clock. So it'll be interesting. I have a lot of concerns about Eddie Lacy just because his body of work this year is not that great. The guy that's actually leading the Seahawks and rushing from the running back position, he's on IR and he's been on IR for three weeks. So shows you how bad our, our running game is right now. Well, it's bad here, too. Yeah. It's bad here, too. I mean, uh, FP went on a rant a little bit ago about uh, our, our running backs here. I mean, can, Sam, are you, do you even know who our running backs are in Washington? You got you got Rob Kelly, 
You've wow, we're, we're impressed that 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 anybody outside of Washington knows even one of our running backs. Yeah, I want to say that I, I I know the others, but actually I, I was listening to the radio, but I'm I'm blanking on everyone else. And the reason why I know Rob Kelly is because I was trying to figure out is this guy worth fasting in football and fantasy, and <laughs> I think I I opted not to, but I got burned with some other guys too. So I was not just Washington. not. <laughs> the Redskins yeah, have a well, pretty think- balanced running attack and it's not just rob kelly chris thompson obviously is is our number one receiver and running back right now oh you guys got rod smith too right no rod Rod smith is a cowboy right oh okay he's he's uh he's actually backing up alfred morris former redskin um now that zeke is i guess suspended for at least one week of six weeks or or whatever but uh you know go ahead let me ask this let me jump in and ask this we all think that the Redskins probably ha- have very little chance of, of beating the, the Seahawks, or at least I do. But tell me something that if the Seahawks were to lose, that would be because of the Redskins did blank. What is that blank? What would that blank be? I think if the Redskins are very opportunistic and it's not just like having like a big flashy play, but taking the risk at the right time, that's something that the Seahawks have had troubles with. Because the Seahawks tried to be fundamentally sound. They, they pride themselves, especially on the defense, from saying, like, hey, we're going to cover you sideline to sideline. We're going to cover our gaps. We're going to cover the backside. We're not going to let you get cheap yards. If, the, if this Washington team can find a way with Kirk Cousins, with their wide receivers, with their tight ends, to get the Seahawks off rhythm, especially on the defense, and that's kind of what you saw with that Houston game, Don, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson was able to move the Seahawks defenders off of their spot where they want to be. And if this Washington offense can do this with Kirk Cousins, especially with some defenses, uh, or sorry, especially with the tight end position, that will give them an opportunity to open it up. So if you can find a way to exploit that, if you can find a way to, to, to just trick them, and that means getting pass protection, being able to do a couple double moves, being able to do like, you know, really solid play action, that's what hurt Seattle in that Houston game, and that's what's hurt them even in the game where they lost against the Texans or the Titans, and against the Green Bay earlier this year. So now, yeah. now I'm 100 percent sure we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I agree with all the things that you just said, but I think more important it would be on the flip side. It would be, I think our only chance would be if we can actually contain Russell Wilson which we have not been able to contain mobile quarterbacks all year. Um, what do you think? Do you think Russell Wilson has a breakout even more so than he did in Houston uh, back to his true form mobile quarterback performance against our injury riddled defense? Yeah, uh, a lot of what it takes to contain a mobile quarterback is your your lineman and you have to have a linebacker that is not willing to overcommit. And that's really what happens a lot when it comes to mobile quarterbacks, especially with a guy like Russell Wilson. He's surprisingly agile, he's surprisingly fast, and he's undersized. So a lot of defenders don't give him enough credit in the moment. They they kind of, you know, try and go for that big hit, and then he does this weird, like, back-around loop, and it just gets you out of position and buys him extra time to find a guy downfield, or it's able to allow him to scramble you know, and he's a really smart runner. He doesn't take hits unnecessarily. So he'll slide to, you know, lose the extra yard because it'll keep his body safe. It'll go to the sidelines. So the Russell Wilson that we're seeing this year is fully healthy. 
And last year he wasn't healthy, and that's what that's a big reason why I think we're seeing him playing at such a high level in these past few games, highlighted by that Houston game. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the defense here for a second. I'm looking at your injury report here, and I see Cam Chancellor on the injury report, um, Richard Sherman, but it looks like he went full. Earl Thomas. Um, what's the outlook on on some of these guys? I mean, your injury looks list is almost just as long as the Redskins injury list. What's the outlook on specifically the Reds, uh, the the Seahawks um, Legion of in, Boom? In, in the secondary. At this point, the biggest concern is always going to be Earl Thomas. When Earl Thomas was injured last year in the last third of the season, the Seahawks had no interceptions uh, from any level of the defense, and a lot of that has to do with Earl Thomas. So he is the biggest concern, not only for this game, but for the Seahawks season. Richard Sherman has actually you know, been on the injury report multiple times this year, and he's always played. And I think he ends up being a really good matchup if, you know, the skins try and go deep or if they try and do some go routes, he's he's going to get his. And, you know, I think Seahawks fans saw that when Deshaun Watson kept throwing the ball. You know, he got beat, but he still came up with two interceptions. The one issue is maybe we can lose Earl Thomas or we can lose Cam Chancellor, but we can't lose both. Because right now our best backup is Bradley McDougal, and he backs up both Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas. So if we lose both of them, that means it's putting a rookie Delano Hill or Tetrick Thompson, and those guys are third third round picks this year. They don't have enough experience. That would be an opportunity where Washington could potentially take advantage if both those guys are out. Sam, I'll tell you though, if there was a week that you could lose a cornerback and a starting safety uh, on a defense, <laughs> it's this week because we don't have any receivers. I, I, again, like I, I don't expect anyone outside of Washington to pay any attention to just how bad things are with our wide receivers. Terrell Pryor can't catch the ball, and the shocking news today is he has bone spurs or some nonsense in his foot, but obviously that doesn't impact his hand. He's just not a receiver, and I think this is a failed experiment, and and he won't be on this roster next year. Jamison Crowder hasn't been himself all year. He's not going to run past anybody. And he's injured, and, and so who knows if he's, and he's injured. And he's injured. You know, Jordan Reed, is he's a baller. Uh, but I'm not his biggest fan just simply because I think he's really, really fragile. And uh, I've started to convert some of the guys here on the podcast to see it my way as well. So, you know, 50-year-old Vernon Davis is our is our really our best non-running back receiver. Um, and, and Chris Thompson, frankly, he, he's a small dude, and you can only see a screen so many times. Like you said, a defense like Seattle's that, that plays sideline to sideline, the screen is just not that effective um, because they tend to be very um, – they tend to be very sound with their with their assignments, and nobody shoots overshoots gaps. You're you're just not going to break a screen fifty yards on on these guys. Uh, I haven't seen it happen anyway. So, you know, to my earlier, I just don't see I don't see where the Redskins are going to get any offensive uh, mojo from. I really don't. I mean, it's I guess it's it's fluky, and the, the NFL any given Sunday anybody can beat anybody. But you still got to have some players, and you still got to have some something to roll out there. That's uh, that'll throw the defense, you know, a surprise or something. I just don't see it with this team. So, you know, if there was ever a week to have everybody out, this may be it. And honestly, you know, we were talking, uh, was it, I think, on the last podcast, or I don't even remember when, maybe it was offline. The Skins going into the Cowboys game had a ridiculous amount of injuries. Looking at the Cowboys and then back-to-back having to go to Seattle, a lot of us honestly felt like they should just sit everybody and get rested and get prepared for the Vikings game next week because none of us expect to go into Seattle and win. 
You know, I, I don't know what it is about that stadium. I, I, I don't understand it. You know, it's just one of those things. We are cursed with a horrible game day experience and a horrible stadium here with the Redskins. Um, but I, I imagine you've been inside of CenturyLink. Just, can you give us a sense of just how loud it actually gets in there? Well, so I, I've actually been a ticket holder what was originally Seahawks Stadium and then Quest and now CenturyLink since 2004. So I've had a lot of huge games. I, the, I was able to see the Seahawks win their first playoff game in 2005 against your Washington team. And I've been there so many times. I'm kind of, this is what I expect. And I usually say, oh, well, it's not as loud. And a lot of that has to do with the success you know, people want to turn a profit. They want to, you know, sell those tickets, make some money. So you get different fans or maybe opposing fans coming to the game. So the volume is, I don't think, where it was in the early or mid-2000s. But what I have experienced, especially when I bring people that have never been to a game, is they always talk about how loud it is. They always talk about, like, how much energy there is, how they should have brought ear earplugs or something like that. So that's the one thing that I think, having been to so many games... I maybe don't see it as much as someone who's brand new, but there is a lot of excitement. Um, you know, in the place that I sit in the stadium, I've sat with the same people for 13 years, not only my friends, but like the guys that sit in front of me and the couple that sits behind me, you know, we're all high five and we're all hugging. We're always, you know, celebrating together. And that's really, really fun thing. Um, the game day experience at the CenturyLink is actually a really great thing. The sight lines are always really great. You can always see stuff, and it's really easy to get to the restrooms and concessions, which is good for the people that take advantage of those things. I'm usually plugged into my seat, or I'm looking at my fantasy score if there's no game going on. I mean, yeah. everything you just described is the opposite of our game day experience. Absolutely. DC, That's what we DC all is the worst, worst. But well, frankly, well, let, me, let me just say one thing real quick. Yeah. So one of the things I remember not only about the fact that our teams have played, but I remember watching the game where Robert Griffin's career basically ended on your field. Yep. So, I mean, that, that hurt us because we lost, uh, we lost our defensive end and we lost our kicker because of that field. So, I mean, that's, that's just two of our guys. You guys lost a potential franchise quarterback. So I can't imagine that that's still an issue. I don't know. It, it's been like five oh, years. It's still well, an just, issue. Just look at the team right now. It's still an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, the field has gotten has gotten a lot better since 2012. Uh, so they've resodded many times, and they've tried different types of grass and stuff like that. It's gotten a lot better. You know a lot but, about I mean, the field. Still... That's uh, that's insider information. Were you doing the long? <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I, I remember before that playoff game in 2012, they were like spay painting it green. It was like yeah. dirt field, and they're spay painting that thing yep. green. Yeah, we yes. had a we had a rough time with that field that year. But to be but fair, CenturyLink me... CenturyLink is crazy, even for like Sounders games. It's just crazy all the time. People in Seattle are just nuts. Nobody yeah, cares about, is, is that a soccer team? What? what? Yeah, yeah, you yes. know, Seattle <laughs> yes, Sounders. Ricky, they're yes. the reigning the reigning NMLS champions. They're, yes, they're, they're yes. Playing, they're, Yes. Nobody cares. Playoff game right no, now. Nobody cares about soccer. Let's let's be honest. You so, don't uh, care about soccer. So, sure all of us do, and you're the one who doesn't. <laughs> so Gruden Gruden was talking about how he thinks our guys are prepared for CenturyLink. Um, last question is: Do you, do you think that we actually will be able to go in there and compete, or and, or do you think we're going to get owned and the the rookie whatever off the street linemen that we have are going to completely fall apart sounds like we need a game we need a we need a prediction there uh we, we need to know uh who you got yeah. and give us a score exactly so I, right I, so on our podcast i said that you know we talked about trap games i think players could fall into traps but i think this is still a good matchup for seattle you guys are really hurt you guys aren't 100 healthy 
you guys haven't really clicked. So I predicted a 28-10 score. Okay. okay. That's, that's that's a lot closer than I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> LP, what do you got? Let's go around the table. I, I go 31-17 Seahawks. Oof. I just I don't see it, man. There's, it's like it, we're playing the B team. The Redskins are playing the, uh, their B team. So. I mean, hell is literally freezing over. You, you've you've literally picked. This is the first time you've picked against the Skins in my this lifetime. This is the first time I've picked against. Yeah. <laughs> wow. FP, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Redskins. I always have to, but I'm going to keep it close with field goals playing a big part of it, but we'll say uh, 21-17. 21-17. That seems like a reasonable score, but I, I don't think That's Seattle... seven field goals? <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to say only field goals, but the difference the difference will be field goals. Is, that's what I'm saying. Who's our kicker? How many, exactly. how many field goals has he made? That's the exact point I was trying to make. Yeah, I, I, uh, I see things a little differently. I think... Uh, you know, I'm gonna stay true, and I'm I'm gonna go skins big. I'm gonna go forty to ten, um, just because somebody's <laughs> somebody's got to do no, it, right? You're joking, right? Uh, I mean, that was, isn't that my that prediction? Was a genuine everywhere? laugh from LP. forty ten, was, forty I, to ten. Um, yeah, Terrell, I don't. Terrell Pryor gets two touchdowns. Uh, maybe, maybe he, maybe he catches one, throws one, and rushes for one. <laughs> You know, maybe we'll see what happens. Look, that's he can't hey, play any worse. Plan. He he can't play any worse. I mean, you're going to one of the most hostile environments uh, with with a banged up team. They they're gonna have to get creative. I mean, the guy hey, played quarterback his entire life. He can he can sling it down the field, right? The problem is no one's there to catch it. Maybe yeah, Cousins Kirk, goes for Kirk might be deep. a great receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Where uh, can you let everybody know where they can find uh, the podcast and everything you guys do in Seattle? Check us out on Twitter at Seahawks Podcast. You can also get us at our website at hawkscast.com. That's the home of our website. Gentlemen, thank you very much for inviting me and uh, my friend who couldn't make it earlier, but this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. For FP, LP, uh, for Steve, who's missing in action tonight, uh, my name is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to the DTC Podcast. Proud members of the Heroes Media Group. Hopefully the Skins bring home a win and we're having a, uh, a Victory Monday podcast talking about uh, all the things they did right. But until then, it has been a while. Until then, be safe. Thanks for tuning in. We are out.